Welcome to Awakening Golf. It's Monday, December 13th, and I'm Al Owens. Here in uh, today's podcast, I'm going to start a, although we are in the winter series, working on more of the mental part and meditation, we're going to do a two-part little series here on how to break, uh, we'll call the cycle of stagnation in your golf game. So everyone knows that you've gone through a spring, summer, and fall of golf. We're in the winter, and some parts of your golf game are stagnant. And as we talked about last week, meditation and learning to meditate is one of the most powerful ways to train your mind to create a new reality. Meditation is simply a way to quiet your mind. Uh, And once you quiet your mind, you can start to create new mental habits, thoughts, emotions which help you create a new reality the reality you see each day is run basically by a subconscious program of thoughts and emotions that you run every day we've talked about this before uh, how basically one day seems to roll into the other you have a running habit of things that you do in your life and in golf it's no different although you're taking lessons or buying new equipment Things just don't seem to change, become stagnant. So we're going to do a two-part episode here on how to break uh, the change. Uh, We'll call it the chains, as in C-H-A-I-N-S. The chains of stagnation. I guess it's a good time for that since Scrooge, and we're around the Christmas holiday, Scrooge would have been uh, held in uh, the, was it Bob? The spirit who who visits him has the chains on him, so things like that. So we have stagnation, and we have to change it. So this last week, I was off to the Eli Calloway Performance Center in Carlsbad, California, and I got a chance to hit the new Rogue ST driver. It's a new driver, basically has a higher moment of inertia and a lower spin, and you may have seen a picture of it online, although it hasn't been really introduced. Uh, golf geeks around the world are kind of getting pictures of new drivers from new, new companies. And if you look it up online, you'll see the picture of it. So new technology. Uh, I go in to get fit. I'm on the Callaway staff. I'm trying the new driver, new wedges, uh, a new putter, which uh, I'm working on. I'm really excited about that and the new golf balls. So what about this new driver? Why would I bring this up in a mental uh, podcast? So I bring my current driver, uh, my Epic uh, Speed Driver, and I'm hitting it, warming up, and it's a afternoon, it's Thursday afternoon, and the day called for rain most of the day, and although we've missed it, uh, the rain you can definitely see coming down from LA. And I get to the facility with uh, another coach, uh, William O'Farrell, who you've heard here on the podcast before, and we start warming up and the rain starts to come down just as we're going in to try the new club. So there's a tent outside and uh, the equipment is under the tent, and but we're out uh, in the elements. It's about 58 degrees, windy and rainy now, and I'm hitting these shots, trying to get warmed up. And uh, the fitter uh, basically gives me the new driver and I start hitting it. And he tells me that I'm hitting down on the golf ball. He goes, and that's why the current driver I've got, I have set to to such a high loft. 
So it's kind of interesting because here I am trying to uh, test out this new driver, uh, see what the performance is, you know, this is the ball speed higher, things like that. But mentally, I have to face adversity with rain, cold, and the fact that I'm hitting down on the golf ball with my driver. So all these things are going through my mind, and the fitter says, you know, you're very consistent with what you do. You know, you, you know, my ball speed's consistent. It's basically 145 to 152, no matter what. Uh, with my current driver, I hit a little draw, and my basically, if you look at my stat sheet, I basically hit uh, 72 to 78% of fairways and regulation. I miss just as much. I miss like 12% to the right, 12% to the left. So I'm a pretty accurate driver, and kind of people who play golf know that with me. So accurate, probably because I am hitting down on a golf ball. So in this session, trying to learn how to hit, I'm telling myself I must hit up on it. So the first thing that has to happen is you can't become agitated. I know that to create a new swing, it's a new thought pattern. I, in my mind, because I'm a golf instructor, I know how about to go to hit up on it. I also know in the back of my mind where he's telling me this, I'm going to have to go practice this a little bit. But I don't get frustrated. I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of uh, anger over it. I'm not, I don't have a lot of anxiety. And it gets to the point where I start to hit up on the ball because uh, the trackman is basically telling you that. It's telling you how fast you're swinging, what's the ball speed, are you swinging into out, and what is the descent angle of the club? Is it swinging down on the ball or up on the ball? So it's pretty comical uh, with all the rain coming down and I start hitting up on the ball. We're trying to find basically a, a shaft combination to the head and create the loft on the head that will meet specifications for ideal optimum launch and ball carry for my my swing so it's that's what it all comes down to so in a mental way um, I have to be, be very open-minded and, and trained to kind of do this so one of the things um, we're going to talk today about are the brain waves there's a beta brain wave and that has three levels to it uh, there's an alpha a theta a delta and a gamma so these different brain waves that we have are all part of our day and most of the time as we'll talk about in this next segment you'll see that most of your golf game sits in a high beta wave um, which is hard to create anything new so as i'm being told this to swing up on the ball I know in my mind I can't be in a high uh, beta brainwave. I have to get my brainwave down to low beta. Uh, mid would be a step in the right direction. I just can't sit in high. I can't go to fear and anxiety and apprehension about what's going on. So mentally, I know what I have to do. Uh, in this next section uh, segment, we're going to talk about these different areas. So I change my, my mind. I, I get myself calm and start to work at it. I'm not overly stressed about it because I know that uh, once we dial in the, the proper shaft, we're working on this for another 15 minutes. We kind of get the we get the idea of what we need, and ultimately the the, the, the correct shaft has, has been ordered. Uh, it was finalized Saturday, so it's all good. Um, but my point here is mentally, when you're facing adversity, uh, a you, would you even know what brainwave you're in? B would you know what to do when you're there? And three, even if you knew what to do. Would you have had the chance to try it before anyways? And that's why last week we talked about creating meditation. When you meditate, here it's of allowing you, it's enabling you to quiet your mind. Uh, when you quiet your mind, you're putting your mind into basically a place of no space, no time, 
there's no person there. Uh, you're basically turning off the programming that you have. And when you turn off the subconscious program that you're always running, you're basically sitting in a new space to create something new. And that's what we need to create a new golf game. Stagnation, which is the topic of these two episodes, comes from a repeating mental platform wavelength that you are stuck in. And that stagnation is what we're talking about. How are we going to change the stagnation? Because the stagnation, even if I've gone and got this new driver and I've got the new ball, uh, which does go farther, um, I actually had a hole-in-one with it practicing on uh, Saturday afternoon at the training center. Uh, I actually put it on my uh, Facebook, my Hello's Golf Facebook page, uh, just so it was, it's not a freak and people don't think I didn't have it. So I'm just practicing and the ball goes in. So I'm, I was testing the new uh, Chrome Soft X ball. It was kind of funny to watch the thing go in. Um, so even if you're practicing, or let's say you, were, you bought new clubs or you're still working on your swing, but mentally, if you're not changing the mental program of what you're doing, you probably still have stagnation. This is why last week we talked about, uh, you know, Phil Mickelson coming out of nowhere at the, over the age of 50, winning the PGA Championship. What is he attributed to? Mental performance. Obviously, he's worked hard at his body and it's getting his swing speed up. But he clearly has told people that mentally, he has learned to use brain waves basically meditation, how to quiet the mind, breathing is part of it, it's kind of what Charles Barkley talked about last week, but stagnation comes from not understanding what is stagnant. You can go buy all the equipment you want, the new ball, you get the golf lesson, but mentally, if you have stagnation, your golf game is going to be stagnant probably also. It's really not going to reach the potential that you actually could get to. So, in this next session, we'll talk about, we'll start, step into uh, the different brain waves. Again, if you want more information about myself, you can go to my website, which is lowenscoaching.com. We'll be back in a minute and we'll start into different segments or types of brain waves. Welcome back to Awakening to Golf. So, we're talking about brain waves and how to become uh, unstuck or not stagnant in a golf game. Basically, how do we break the bound or binding chain that's on you that's causing stagnation in your golf game? So the brain waves that really control you are day-to-day, although there are four basic ones. The one we're going to talk about initially here is called the beta brain wave. And remember, as I've told or suggested to everyone listening to the podcast, the book by Dr. Joe Dispenza, Becoming Supernatural, is really one of the easiest and most efficient books to listen to or read to help you understand basically where spiritual uh, ideas have been set for centuries and now medicine and science are proving that the two kind of converge. So Dr. Dispenza has a way of measuring uh, Brain waves. He has many conferences throughout the world, and for the last four years, they've done just dozens and dozens of measuring uh, symposiums. Uh, so they, that's all science. It's all followed in his book. And if you've got his book, uh, you'll understand more about it. But 
beta brain waves basically has three measured uh, areas. There is what they call a low beta range or frequency. There is a mid range and there is a high range. So what is a low range? So low range beta is basically a relaxed atmosphere. There's really no threats from the outer world. Let's say you're reading a book, you'd be in a low beta brainwave. You'd be listening to music, uh, you know, kind of daydreaming, probably listening to the music. That's another one. In golf, let's say you're on the 18th, uh, you're behind the 18th hole, you're on the terrace having uh, an IPA or a cocktail after your round, you're watching people. Let's say you're in a group of 12 and the other two foursomes are coming in. You're on the terrace watching people come in. Very much so low beta brainwave there. So mid-range uh, basically is non-engaged uh, but not stressed. It would be like meeting new players in a golf uh, league. Let's say you're like on many Mondays, I'll go out and just play uh, nine holes at certain uh, different golf courses around here. My tee time's going to be 9 to 11 o'clock. I show up. I'm being paired with people. I've just made the tee time online. Walking up, going to greet someone, shake their hand. This is basically a mid-range uh, beta brain wave. You know, no stress. You're meeting someone. Uh, let's say we're, I mean, you're uh, at the bar after the 18th hole. There's these 12 players. You don't know the other 10. You play tee up with your foursome. You're going to meet the other eight as they come off the course. This is all mid, uh, mid-wave, mid-brain wave with beta, not too stressful. Okay, but stagnation really comes from the high-range beta area. So this is when you really jacked up on hormones of stress. You know, your brain waves display uh, big emotions of anger, agitation, suffering, anxiety, frustration. Now, those four or five words there are, just think about your golf game, how many times you're practicing and you have anger about your shot. Uh, suffering is you've been you've had three bad holes in a row and you have this suffering feeling over you high beta brainwave anxiety you're uh, you're on the first hole and you haven't had a chance to warm up you've t- hit your tee shots maybe you're in the left rough and you have anxiety about your next shot going into the green you've got whatever 130 yards 150 yards out it's you know you're under stress you haven't really had a chance to get get to the range you definitely have anxiety there. You're, you need a winning putt with your group. You have anxiety there. Frust, frustration, another word for a high beta brainwave. Frustration is you're, you've missed another putt. You've made a, hit a bad chip. Uh, you were playing really well for 12 holes, and all of a sudden in the 13th hole, the, the, the wheels fall off, and something goes wrong in your swing, and then your next shot is bad, and then your next shot... You get to the 14th hole and something else goes wrong. And all of a sudden, this frustration starts, you know, getting larger and larger. So golfers of all people uh, can associate with a high uh, beta range of thought and frequency in your mind. So overall, basically, the high beta range can be three times higher uh, than the low, which as a golfer, I think you can pretty much so understand that. So obviously, much of your golf that you're playing uh, is in a high beta frequency. And this is why, first, you have to kind of understand that you're in this frequency. 
And although you've gone and got new clubs this last year or you're going to next year, if you still continue the habit of these uh, high-frequency, basically fear-based thoughts when you're playing, whether it's just anxiety or frustration, uh, apprehension, agitation is a big word. Even when I give lessons, many people, uh, I'll be suggesting let's uh, start to work on this path. Let's, you know, typical lesson with me, I'm coaching someone where working on something for five or 10 minutes, uh, and then I start to ask them, we want to feel basically your balance from the ground up. And many people look at me in a very agitated way. It's like, like, dude, what in the world does the balance from my feet up in the golf swing have anything to do with what's going on with what you're telling me to do? You know, from an instructor standpoint, balance is everything. So many people, not all, all students, but they get very agitated when I ask them to get inside their body. So agitation is always around golf. You know, you've got a 30-foot putt and you hit it uh, 23 feet. You know, so it's like, okay, I have seven foot feet left for my putt. I'm very agitated. So my point here is that this high-range beta frequency is in your golf game everywhere. And I mean everywhere. But you don't really understand it. And even if you do understand it, it's like, what am I going to do about it? It's like, uh, you know, golfers are like, well... I'm the victim of my atmosphere. And as we talked about in our first series in the podcast over the summer, you know, that atmosphere that you're the victim of is basically what you're creating. Your thought pattern is what, what's covering all this. So uh, in segment two, next week's podcast, we're going to have to cover this again. I kind of uh, go back over these ideas. But my point here is high beta frequency, uh, this high range, you live in constantly in your golf game. You don't do it when you're on the back porch having a beer after the round. You're not doing it when you're really meeting someone uh, uh, on the first tee, shaking their hand. Uh, but definitely in golf, it's affecting you. It is causing stagnation in your golf game. So for us to break the, the bind of the chain that sits on you, the stagnation must be changed. And to change it, we have to at least understand that this high-range beta frequency is a huge uh, culprit that's affecting you with your golf game. So this next uh, segment, we'll come back, talk a little bit more here in segment three about uh, a couple of other other the other types of brain waves, um, and then in segment four, we'll kind of move into uh, what's coming next week. But uh, you know. Don't forget, we're just talking about stagnation. You know, why are we stagnant? We, we have to understand the principles that are causing it. There's a cause and effect for everything. Um, so you obviously see the effects when you play, but what's the cause? And then how do we improve? How do we, you know, get ourselves, how do we change the cause? How do we improve the situation? So we'll be back. Segment three, we'll talk a little bit more about other brain waves. Welcome back to Awakening to Golf. Here in segment three, we'll expand a little bit more about uh, the brain waves uh, and how to conquer them, and then specifically why they're important to understand, especially when it comes to meditation. So as we've talked about in the previous segment, as you can see, most of your waking time, you are in a beta brain wave. And as golfers, as you can clearly see, 
much of the time you're in a high beta brainwave. And this is this can be very destructive because the anxiety is there, the fear. Uh, and if you can't control it, if you can't control what your thoughts and emotions are, uh, it's going to control you. And as we talked about before, your thoughts and emotions basically are continuous unconscious programs that you run with. And those, con- those programs run day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute. To the, so to change uh, the reality you see, you're gonna have to change uh, how, you, how you see the world and how you think. And that's why we're talking about the brain waves. So besides the beta brain wave, you also have, uh, you dip into alpha brain waves. And these occur basically when you're relaxed, uh, calm, creative and intuitive like for example for me to do this podcast i definitely have to quiet my mind i have i'm in a kind of a you know creating the podcast from a standpoint of writing it down is kind of a mid to a little bit of stress at times about you know what's going to go in the podcast but when i'm creating it i'm writing my agenda i'm thinking of it several days in advance and i put down notes for it during the day but just before I go into producing it here, I definitely am in a alpha brainwave. I'm trying to find a relaxed, calm time to do it. I've, I've purposely set time uh, an hour before I turn this microphone on to become calm uh, uh, and creative. Because when you're creative, your intuition pops in. And when you're intuitive, ideas or thoughts that you might have had, let's say a day ago when I was possibly writing out what was going to be on the podcast, when you're calm and creative, your intuition is alive. And the intuition pops in new ideas, pops in, hey, you could say this or you could do that. So so why on earth would that be? It's important for a podcast. Why would it be good for your golf game? Well, when you're in an alpha brainwave, when you're, when you're playing, you are relaxed. You are calm. You can be more creative. When I'm creative... I can uh, I can invent shots. I can think of uh, this weekend. The father son challenge will be on. Tiger and his son Charlie will be playing. The world's really excited about that because um, it was a fun event to watch last year. And here is Tiger Woods teaching his son. There are nine different windows to hit a ball through. And as I said before, the average golfer listening to this, it's like, wow, nine different windows. Can I just get it through one? Let me be two. But the creative part of golf is shaping shots. If you watched the tournament last week, you'll see you know Bubba Watson is playing with Lexi Thompson. Bubba is all imagination. So he plays his best golf when he's relaxed, when he's at which is basically when he's at tournaments that he likes the venue, uh, which is why uh, he does well at the masters. He, he likes that that venue. There are several other courses that he likes, but and that would be true for any golfer. When you, you when you are relaxed, you are enjoying a golf course that you know you like playing. So, chances are when you're on, a, on your home course or the course that you like playing more and more, your your ability to be in an alpha brainwave is 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 greater. Uh, you're gonna like it more. You'll be relaxed. You'll be more creative, and intuition will pop in. Hopefully, if you don't get too much of that high beta brainwave that we're talking about. So basically, when you're an alpha brainwave, you're no longer thinking or analyzing. Instead, you're 
daydreaming or imagining. Uh, you know, you could, you could say it's kind of like a, sta- a trance state. It's hard to be in too much of a trance state but when you're playing golf. But when you're quiet your mind, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to quiet everything off, let the creative part come in. So in today's hectic world, we as adults, we basically have less and less time to be in a alpha brainwave. You know, basically our outer world is so hectic with work commitments and family commitments um, that it's very hard to be in an alpha brainwave. It takes great determination and commitment to do it. That's why when people meditate, they find ways to set their stage. Some people meditate early in the morning. Some people, uh, when I was coaching in Chicago, uh, I was coaching a huge junior program. Uh, There were many days that I would find a way to meditate for like a half an hour uh, in the afternoon around noon before the uh, afternoon segment came in because I had a lot of kids coming in. I was coaching basically 20 to 40 kids every every afternoon. So depending on where you are, you know, there are different ways to go about meditation. And when you meditate, you're quieting your mind. And when you're quieting your mind, you're going to be in a point where you can create your reality uh, in a different way. You can get out of stagnation when your mind is free. For the mind to be free, we have to, as we've talked about in previous two segments, get a minimum out of the high beta frequency. So other frequencies are the theta frequency waves. Uh, this is when your body is basically drifting off to sleep. Uh, uh, deep states of meditation are here in a theta frequency. So when you start to learn to quiet your mind in meditation uh, and you get good at it, uh, some people get lost in meditation uh, when they don't have this list of things to do. There's many people I know that just really like meditating uh, and these people will go into a theta frequency. It's um, and basically they be they can get get to a point where you know life becomes a little easier for them, uh, and they really look into it. They look forward to theta frequency. But um, when you get to meditation, you step into alpha, and then you're moving into theta. And we'll talk about this uh, in other episodes here in the winter, but. The theta area is basically where you are going to be in no space, no time, no body, and nowhere. So theta frequency for meditation is where there is emptiness. And where there is emptiness, uh, there is pure potential. So it's important to know the levels of brain waves. And, okay, I know the level. Well, what does that do for me? So when we get to... Uh, a couple episodes from now, the theta frequency and getting into this area of no space, no time, no body. You're just basically meditating and all, everything is empty. Where there is emptiness, you're finding the void and the void is pure potential. And Dr. Joe's book will explain that to you if you haven't already read it. But basically, the quantum field is the emptiness. The quantum space is where all potential exists. But in our world, We are so programmed from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed uh, to have these continuing driving thoughts, uh, no matter what it's about. And obviously in our golf game, our mental outlook and how we think, how we react, the anxiety we have, the apprehension we have, all these things affect our potential. They stagnate our outcome. And that's why we're talking about this in this two-part episode. So theta frequency is really important when it gets to um, meditation because that's where you start to 
create reality, and we'll talk about this uh, more and more, but basically people who envision themselves winning things or you know, creating uh, new homes or creating a new job, you know, that's your mind at work using your imagination. You basically amplify the imagination you have when you have your mind completely quiet in a theta frequency, well, then there's, you know, you could be imagining having a new car, but if you're imagining that with nine other thoughts about your work and your home and things like that, that's, you know, there's not too much power to that. But when you're trying to create a new reality and there's nothing else in your mind except the thought at hand, what you're trying to create, well, now we have power. Now you are driving. Now the river is flowing in your direction to help you create what you want. So that's theta frequency. And then delta frequency is basically uh, deep sleep, relaxation. Uh, gamma frequency is basically a super conscious state, uh, totally off the book of what we're talking about here. Now you're getting into uh, super states of consciousness where people uh, get into different dimensions, and that's just a whole different, different thing to talk about. But as we've talked about a little bit, you know, the biggest challenges of what people find are what's happening in their day-to-day life. And uh, we'll, we'll take a break here. We'll come back and go on to our last segment uh, and find out, you know, the stagnation that we're on here. You know, why are we stagnant? How can we go about changing it? Uh, because it's not the newest club or the newest golf ball. Uh, we have to change our mindset, our mental outlook and mindset for 2022 has got to start to change. We must rid ourselves of stagnation. Welcome back to Awakening to Golf. So here in segment four of today's podcast, we're talking about uh, why are why are we stagnant in golf, and you know how is stagnation really the cause, a major cause of uh, someone not advancing in their golf game. And as we've talked about in the prior series, the summer series, overall, we're, as golfers, everyone's striving to improve. I tell people, like you've heard here before, your golf game sits on a shelf. Maybe it's the fourth shelf, as I've explained or given an example of before. And you're trying to move to a fifth or sixth shelf, and you find yourself stagnant. You've taken lessons, you may buy new clubs, but we're still stagnant and not moving forward. So that's what we're talking about in this little two-part, little mini-series here. Stagnation is basically a mental thing for the most part. If you're finding that you're working on your golf swing uh, and you're still stagnant, uh, I would definitely say mentally there's something amiss here. Many, many lessons, if not almost every lesson I give to people uh, in a training center from a, a physical point of view with the swing and, and going on with, with the plane and the low point and things like that. Many people from a mental standpoint uh, work the same mental program that they had from day to day. And they are not aware that their mental programming uh, is a basically a subconscious program that's been running over and over and over and over. So the biggest challenge for people uh, when it comes to meditating is to change the program in their mind to start to quiet their mind. Uh, So this program that runs in people, as I've talked about before, uh, basically from the moment you wake up, 
let's say the the dawn is rising, the sun hits your hits your eyes, uh, serotonin starts to run through your body. You start to wake up. As you're waking up, uh, your beta brainwave is kicking in. You're starting in a low to a mid, uh, and depending on what you do, really in your first five minutes is going to start to set that stage what's going to happen in your day. And as most of you listening to this would recognize, you probably are a creature of habit, such as you're waking up, you look up, many people will then go to their phone and they'll they'll check the phone. They'll look to their uh, Instagram, their, uh, their Facebook. They may look at uh, their emails, their text messages overnight. Uh, once you hit that email button, stress is going to come flying into you. It could be that you've gone to the Instagram thing or the Facebook page and you've seen a post that's uh, shocking to you. You know, all these things are going to start to ignite uh, brainwaves and basically set you into a brainwave that's a habit of yours. So this habit that you've got is continual and you'll in the morning routine that people have, and everyone has it, you know, they'll go from the phone to they'll get up and brush their teeth, and they'll, you know, they'll take a shower and things like that. And they'll get their breakfast uh, in the shower, no doubt. You're thinking about what's going on in your day. If you're golfing that day, you're definitely probably thinking about uh, the round, what's my tee time, what time am I going to get there, uh, will I have enough time to practice, uh, many people who go play golf just get there too late and they don't get a chance to uh, be deliberate about their practice and they just assume that they'll get out on the golf course and all will be rosy. And then some people just say, you know, I don't, I'm not so wrapped up in golf that I don't care. I don't get a chance to warm up and I'll just kind of go with it. But that's really not true because things will go right and anxiety, uh, fear, um, all these things that we talked about earlier are going to come in into that round of golf. So we want to really be aware of what's happening uh, before our round of golf. We are a creature of habit. And as we're in this whole meditative idea, and or the winter series is about meditation, the reason that's important is because we're trying to identify what are the habits we have. You know that habitually when you wake up a certain way, you go to work the same way each day, Basically, as you're going to work or doing the same thing every day, that habit wants to repeat itself. Easily, if you looked at yourself the last uh, five work days, you would see that you probably have the same pattern. If you reflected on your last five rounds of golf or the practice for it, you probably approach it the same way. And that would be a good, uh, a good work in progress for you to be a detective when you are going to practice during a day. What are you telling yourself? What What is the anxiety level you have? Are you in a high beta frequency when you're practicing or playing? The first thing here obviously would be to start to identify, are you that individual? I'm just here to tell you easily 100 of 100 people listening to this, that's what it is. You're going to find that there is a tremendous amount of high beta frequency when you are practicing or playing. Our first goal only is to identify it. That's really what this whole first segment of the podcast is about. This one of one of the, these one of two parts. The first part is to show it to you and get you to start to identify it. Now, if you're other parts of the country or the world and it's the winter, you may not be able to, to go and work at your golf game. You may have indoor ranges that you can go to and still work on your golf game, but still if you're someplace else rather than uh, the warmer part of the U.S. where I am, 
You can still work on uh, what you're thinking and doing each day. You know, how much anxiety, how much high beta uh, frequency are you in during the day? So it's really important that you start to understand this because when we get too further along in this winter series, meditation is such a, a base for the change. You know, that's where Phil Nicholson is telling people, you know, hey, I won the PGA at over the age of 50 because I learned to meditate, quiet my mind, get to a theta state he actually he stated that and use the theta state which is that you know, we're not in high beta you know we're now we're not we're not in this fear-based atmosphere you start to train your mind of you know if you're in a theta state you are in a state of creation that's what it comes down to but if you're in a high beta state you're not in any creative state you are in you could call it a destructive state now that state is just built on habit and it's the habit that we're trying to change. Today's session, I'm just trying to get you to identify the habit. And you're a product of it. You know, in a theta state, you would be calm, creative, and intuitive, right? That's what it comes down to. But when we're in this high uh, beta state, we're not going to be very intuitive at all. We're going to be um, in, a, in a point where you'll be apprehensive. You'll be agitated, you'll have anger, anxiety. That's what's happening in your golf game, making you stagnant. So as we go forward, as next week, uh, next episode, we're going to talk about uh, what are we doing? Uh, how can we go about to learn to get into this uh, theta state? Because the more we learn it, and the easiest way to do it is to learn how to meditate. And meditation, the art of that is how do I quiet my mind? Uh, from the high beta to the low beta and then just learn to dip our foot into the water of a theta state. Theta is where uh, imagination is, the creativity is, and intuition. Those are the baselines that you would need on a golf course to be able to play better golf. You can't be in a, uh, a fight or flight uh, atmosphere of anxiety, uh, anger, agitation when you're playing. So Obviously, if you reflect on this, anyone listening to this would easily see that, hey, there are many, many times I have anger, agitation, suffering, anxiety, frustration on the golf course. Okay, we all have it. So that's our stagnation. That's the whole point of what we're talking about. The stagnation is there. Now, what are we going to do about it? That's what we have to get to. So next week, we're going to dive into this more. How do we go about doing it? Last week, we talked about uh, learning to meditate. And if you have not started to it, I would definitely suggest you start to work into that because learning to meditate is learning to quiet the mind. When you quiet the mind, you know how to be out of high beta. High beta is where the problems exist. And we've got to, even I got to mid beta or low beta, hey, we're in the right direction, right? Change can happen. The fifth and sixth shelf can start to occur from from low beta. It is not going to occur very, very easily at a high beta state. Doesn't mean you couldn't do it, but you're gonna have to hit a lot of golf balls and practice hour after hour to do it. Uh, And still gonna be frustrating. So uh, until next week, we'll get to part two of what we're talking about. I thank you for listening in. Uh, You know, the mental part of golf is the most fun for me because I'm trying to, you know, unleash or uh, unfurl these new ideas to you help you to see uh, more of who you are inside because inside you are a very creative individual 
your intuition is waiting to help you, your higher mind is help is waiting to help you. We just have to get out of our way, start and stop blocking what's happening. Get rid of the stagnation. Now we're going into uh, the winter solstice, so it's you know we change change seasons, longest days. You know people can be very uh, upset. I mean depressed during this time because at least here in California, there's less time to play golf. Uh, but it is a good time to, to work mentally at your golf game, uh, no matter where you are. Uh, you can't play as much golf if you're in the sun. If you're if, When you're cold weather areas, you couldn't play golf anyway. So you work at your mind. How can I go about improving what is in my mind, uh, how I look at things, how do I react things, and then uh, how do I start to paint the picture, put the energy and emotion towards the new reality we want for 2022. We'll move into that more next week. Until then, I'm Al Owens with Awakening to Golf. More information about myself, you can find from my website, alowenscoaching.com. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.